Welcome, Wildcats, to Weber State Weekly. I'm your host, a man who firmly believes we would have beat Wyoming and Laramie a couple weeks ago, Colby Peterson. On the pod today, we have a man who would rather remain homeless, as he is now, than live in Laramie, Dustin Chapman. All day, every day. Never live in Laramie. Can't blame you. Not in the least. Next, we have a man who is willing to bet dollars to donuts that Rashid Shaheed would have run back a kick for a touchdown in Laramie, and it probably would have been called back on a hold. AC. Weird stuff happens in Laramie all the time. And th- I swear, Shahid gets ripped off every single year. It was bound to happen. Every, every FBS game, it seems at least something happens, right? And finally, a man who missed the windstorm in Ogden last week, but knows it wouldn't compare to a random windstorm on any given Tuesday in Laramie, Mr. John King. Thanks for having me, Colby. I appreciate you. On today's show, uh, we're going to have our first player interview. We're really excited about this. So we're going to be chatting with uh, freshman wide receiver Jordan Turner. He's going to chat a little bit with us about why he chose Weber State, what that recruiting process was like, and kind of what practices have been like on campus with all of this COVID-19 in the air. So looking forward to that interview. Afterwards, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, an interview that Jay Hill did on 1280 The Zone. And it sounds like they're going to be doing a number of these interviews over the ensuing weeks. They're calling it Football Friday. So we're going to go over a little bit about what Jay Hill talked about on that interview and kind of get the panel's takes. Finally, we're going to be playing a game called Tip Top. We're going to get the top three Big Sky football road trips. We're going to get why they would go there, but also what else attracts them about those locations. Uh, If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. Tell your friends if they are Wildcat fans about what we're doing here on Weber State Weekly. We appreciate you helping us grow the fan base. If you haven't already, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also join the Weber State Fans Facebook group, which is a great place to chat with other Wildcat fans about things happening, all things Weber State. And also, please feel free to rate us on uh, whatever podcast app you're using. That helps us find our way into the feeds of other, hopefully willing, Weber State fans. On the show tonight, we have a very special guest, one of our first player interviews for Weber State Weekly. We're welcoming wide receiver and freshman Jordan Turner to the show tonight. Jordan, thank you so much for coming to Weber State Weekly. You guys, guys, it's 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 really on you guys. Like, thank you guys so much for 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 putting me on the show. Yeah, man, we really appreciate. It. Like like we said, you are the first player interview we've had on the show. So, ring bells, whatever, <laughs> you know. Smash the champagne against the ship. It's it's off. Yeah. So, Jordan, we wanted to start out by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to Weber State, you know, and all of that. Just introduce yourself to the Wildcats. Well, I'm originally from California. I played three years of high school in the Bay Area, and then I moved to Washington to play my last year of high school. And that's where I, like, you know, like, got, got my offer to Weber State was during my senior year of film. Um, the process getting to Weber State, it was like, you know, it was like, I wouldn't say hard, but it was just like demoralizing for me. Like, I had to change schools my senior year. Um, I was talking to a whole bunch of schools, but like no one would show me like any love, but Weber State did. And like when they pulled the offer, I was just wanted to commit on site. But I was like, this school has been with me since like day one. They like finally offered me. Um, more about myself. Well, I was born in Roseville, California. And then I moved to Sacramento, like, literally right after I was born. And then I, I've been all around California. I've been to San Diego. I, li- I live in San Diego, the Bay Area, the, the capital. So, like, I just I moved around my whole life, and then I just got to college, and now I'm here. That's awesome. So, Roseville, just outside of Sacramento, right? Not, not far mm-hmm. from the place, sir? 
and then moved from there. Yeah. That's great, man. And then so was Weber State kind of following you throughout that process? They knew about you, even though, you know, you had moved up to Washington State. They were still following you from California and chatting with you. Yes, yes, they were. That's great. I was talking to Coach Ursua in California, and then I moved to talk to Coach Duff in Washington. Well, that's super awesome, man. Uh, so we wanted to ask you a little bit about that process, especially this year. You know, you're coming in as a freshman, and from what we've heard, recruiting this year was really weird. So uh, we wondered if you might talk a little bit more in depth about that recruiting process this year and how you finally chose Weber State's the place where I want to play my college career. Well, with me, I wanted to go to like a good school, you know, a good education, like something that would fit like my um, my major. And we and I want a school that I like that I know I can trust and I know that would show me love, you know. So like throughout my options, like. I had like a lot of FCS schools in like in like in like the Big Sky. I had I had a, I had an FBS offer at one point, and it's just that Weaver's just been with me for the longest and like stuck, and like stuck with me like the longest. So I just like you know what I'm just committed to them. I like the loyalty. That's something we really appreciate at Weaver State. You know our guy Dame, super loyal guy, and so anytime we get loyal guys like you to come down and play in Ogden, we greatly appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ball out for you guys. Don't worry. Oh, man. We are looking forward to it. Uh, hey, Jordan, speaking of that, real quick, I got something for you. So you say you're going to ball out. I'm, I'm curious. I talked about you a couple episodes ago. I've been super high on you from the get-go. Like, I'm stoked to see you play. But I want to know from you, what do you, what do you think you're going to bring to this team? What are you going to bring to this Weber State offense? I'm like the big shot guy. Like, you throw me on a go or a post, and you throw that ball, I'm most likely going to come down with the ball. So I'm just like, I'm like that big play guy. I just going to get the crowd going and like, and like the momentum rolling. That's what I, that's what I see myself as a Weber State. You know, we've got a great, we've got a great core of guys that you can work with. And, you know, now we've got a great quarterback now. So really excited mm-hmm. to see you catch, catch some of those balls and go out there and, and bring down, bring them down for big yards. Yes, sir. So, so Jordan, I got, I have two questions. One, you know, what is that, uh, that, that wide receiver room, position room like? Uh, you, you, you know, there's a lot of a lot of speed and a lot of good guys in there. Um, seems like there's a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. Tell us what the room's like, what the guys are like. Um, the the room is very diverse. Everyone has their, has their different stories and backgrounds, but we all come together for football and like as a brotherhood bond. Like we're all family at the end of the day. We joke around a lot, but like at the end of the day, we're all serious about like what we're doing here and like what our goal is to win a natty and then go into the league. Along those same lines, Jordan, do you have any one teammate in particular that you kind of gravitate towards that you get along really well with? Um, I have like a group. It's like it's Savon, Dante, Randall, Logan, and like Logan. That's like the main three people I hang out with usually all the time. So like that's just people I say I gravitate to- more towards too. I like it getting that getting that quarterback chemistry down. Yeah, early. that's what I, yeah. I want to see. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Uh, so, so Jordan, I wanted to ask—I wanted to ask you about that. Weber State fans are pretty excited about Randall Johnson. What we—we've yet to talk to him or really see him. What tell us? What's, what's his ball like? What's it like to catch his ball? It's like literally like he has—he has really good touch with the ball and like really good positioning. So it's like the ball's gonna be where you need it to be every single time. There's like there's like no like all oh, the ball might be like super like underthrown or overthrown. It's gonna be like there when you when you need it. And and he's like real calm and collective. Like like he's like he'll wait and like really try to find. He's like he he's not like a running quarterback. He he's he's a more almost in the pocket and like just throws gonna like happen. 
we were just kind of because it gives me more time to get open and, and get and, and um and um get that ball get some separation for sure um we wanted to ask you since since, since you're a freshman this year um and you had limited time to kind of hang out with your teammates and get to know them but you talked a little bit about who you hang out with but so far who do you look up to most on the team probably randall i'm not gonna cap like randall yeah he's he's just like he's He's like more mature and like he like I feel like he just gets stuff like a lot. He's like a lot better than other people, or like he just notices more things and like realizes stuff. So like I look up to him. Like he like his maturity level is like where I want mine to be. Hey Jordan, this year's I mean this year's been just crazy, right? Everything is it's all gone nuts this year, and we've heard a little bit from coaches and from uh, other schools as well that practice this year is just like completely different than anything so they've ever seen so like what is what's practice like now what are the differences between now and something we might have seen before the virus well we gotta wear masks now and like they're super thick and like you barely breathe so it's like <laughs> makes workouts so hard like on um especially on weights like yeah like push up for squats you have to like have the thing on you want to take a deep breath like half it's being blocked by the mask that's like the big thing that's different and like the six feet apart is different like in like in like their like auditorium we actually like six seats away from each other and like spread the whole room out um there's like little things that like for me it's elevation that's like different for me like <laughs> getting out here my first week i was like i, I can barely breathe and like let alone do like a workout another thing that's different is like of how precautious everybody is like oh like don't like touch me like you might you know and that's really about it it's distance is like really like the like the thing that's like been like weird Cause like right now we'd already played Wyoming and like been going it's like our like third, second, second or third game. Yeah, we'd be getting ready to go to, uh, been getting ready to go to Iowa this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, for us, that, that was going to be probably, if not one of the biggest, the biggest game on the schedule this year because Northern Iowa was touted as being, you know, a, definitely a top five team. Some some folks had them at number three in the country ahead of us. And uh, they were looking for revenge the way we played them last season because they were devastated <laughs> with a lot of injuries. And uh, they came to Ogden and uh, didn't go so well for them. So makes me sad. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, this is John here. Uh, two questions that are kind of uh, off the field questions. Number one, what has been your favorite thing about living in Ogden so far? Like the hot springs in the canyon. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, I'm from like, or I can go type to like water, like everywhere, uh, like like within like a day. So here's like, it's been different. Like the hikes are cool. I love going to the hot springs. I like go there for like once or twice a week. But yeah, that's about it. I, I go I go to a few views sometimes, with like with like with females and stuff, and then that's it. That's all I do here. And then Fair of course working out and like putting extra work on the side. And then uh, who's who's the best Madden player on the team? That has to be between Savannah and Randall. I'm not going to cap. <laughs> All right. Okay. You, you wouldn't put yourself in the mix? No. <laughs> I have really good luck with the game, but if time I like knowing how to play the game, nah, that's not me. Do you play with the Niners, your team? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Throwing lots of picks with Jimmy G? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't blame you. You got to go with the home team, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Jordan, um, you know, these guys have talked a little bit about 
living in Ogden, you know, you've been practicing a little bit, the differences in the programs, but I want to take a little bit back to recruiting when you were getting recruited. I mean, how did, how did the facilities at Weber state stack up to other places that you were looking at going to? I mean, how, how did how did they rate? Well, I feel like Weber state had, if not the best facility in, in like FCS, <coughs> like all that, all the FCS was I've been to, it's kind of like, they're like kind of outdated, but Weber state's brand new and it looks so much better all the FCS schools I've been to. Yeah, because, I mean, there's definitely been an investment in the last few years. You know, winning brings dollars, and dollars yeah. get invested in facilities, and that perpetuates itself. In terms of football, you know, having that new that new north entrance has been just really something special. And uh, now we're getting some side-eye from the folks down, in, down at BYU who are tired of seeing videos of Weber State's locker rooms. I feel like as a player, like, it would make me want to work harder. Like, just know, like, if you win, like, if you, if you win like two years in a row, like the next year, we're going to start building more and more on the football stadium. So like it all just contributes back to the school with me. Like it's like if we have like a really good facility, like I want to like put more money in the school. I want to show up more like and like and like and like it really doesn't matter. But like as like a confidence booster, I would say. That's excellent. So, Jordan, I mean, you you were talking to a bunch of schools, right? Mm-hmm. Did did the facility make any difference in the recruiting process for you like did that really catch your eye and you're like man i gotta go to weber so i can be in that facility all the time it's flashy and all but really don't matter like i really look at like what let's like quarterback the school has like how many years has he been there is he, is he a freshman like a true freshman starting like can i like get a connection with him for like all four years or is like multiple quarterbacks in line where every year is me a brand new starter like brand new quarterback types like you know create chemistry with it's just me and the quarterbacks, really. Like, the facility's cool and all. Like, yeah, like, cool. Like, I want to know how your quarterback's doing now. Yeah, the Big Sky Conference is in kind of a weird position right now with quarterbacks because we've had a lot of great talent leave the conference as seniors or transfers this year. And so I think I was listening to another Big Sky podcast, and they were saying I think at least maybe half of the schools were going to see new starting quarterbacks this season, which is just – crazy considering the quarterback talent that we had in the big sky at UC Davis, Jake Meyer, Case Cook is mm-hmm. in Northern Arizona. As much as I hate to say it, Dalton Sneed at Montana. <laughs> uh, there were some good ones around, you know? So um, I also wanted to ask you looking forward a little bit, Jordan, you know, of course, everybody who, who comes and plays college football, everybody has their eye on the league. Everybody wants to go to the NFL. And uh, we've had some, some wildcats who are lucky enough to do that. And so, when you think of yourself as looking toward the NFL, who would you say your game is like, or who do you try to emulate in the league that you want to be like? I, I really don't have anybody in the league that's like right now. Like when I was little, I always tried to be like, like Jerry Rice or like Megatron. And like, but like no one in the league now, not really. But my, you're I'm unique like, though, right? You're paving your own path. I like that. Exactly. I'm like, I kind of like want to create my own game, my own style. All right, but you're making me think now. You bring up Megatron. I got to know, because I'm on Twitter all the time during the games and everything. Do you got a nickname? Because if you got a nickname, I'm tweeting it out there. I like to be called Jet, you know? Jet. Mm-hmm. All right, one T or two Ts? One T. All right, you got it. Jet it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was going to say, if you get into – Weaver State has an app, and if you go in there, there's a lot of info about the roster and on Jordan's mm-hmm. Jordan's profile – You'll find that out. His nickname is the Jet. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so it says uh, you plan on majoring in radiology. Was that mm-hmm. also part of the decision to come to Weber State? It's a pretty good uh, rad sci program at, on campus. Yeah, like it, they have like a really good like medical program and they work with like a hospital. So it's like I can get hands on training at like one point and it'd be really good for me like to be like in the field, like doing it. And I just and I and I just look at a textbook. Yes, sir. A lot of good, a lot of good relationships there. And my mom really liked the school too. And she's like a scientist. She was like, "Yeah, you should go here." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> you're right." That's what I want to hear. That, that is great. Kudos. Shout out to Jordan's mom for uh, convincing the man. All right, Jordan, I got one more question for you. Do you? I I kind of want to know a little bit more about your game. Like you're a scout now. Okay, tell me what Jet's weaknesses and strengths are. You told me you'd like to go over the top. What, what do you think you need to work on? I need to work on my, like, route breaking pretty much. Like, that's what I came, like, that's what I feel like I need the most work in is, like, my route breaking. Because I can run really fast, like, in, like, directions. But coming back at full speed, that's why I always talk about, like, how tall I am and, like, how low I need to get. But, like, best believe I'm working on that every single day and, like, it's getting way better. Like, from, like, when I first got here, it's like now. Jordan, I wanted to I wanted to close out by uh, asking you a couple a uh, couple questions about your teammates. So I mm-hmm. wanted to ask, uh, right now, who do you think is the most fun teammate? Savon. Savon is the most fun. Why Why mm-hmm. do you think that? Why, why is he Why is he the most fun? He's just always energetic and like always like you know like brings up the room. I love that. In In the same vein, we talked about the most fun teammate. I wanted to ask who is the most serious teammate. Who's the guy that's got that that focus, that Mamba mentality? I would, I would want to say it's like either Dante or um, Devin Cooley. Oh man, I love Devin Cooley so much. <laughs> like what? when he steps on the field, all fun and games are off, and he's he's so like locked in and serious. Love it. That's that's why that man was recruited by UCLA right there. <laughs> love to see it. And then finally, my last question was the most. You're, oh, you're, so we've asked about the most fun teammate, the most serious teammate, but. Who's your favorite teammate so far? This is the guy that you just you just want to hang out with him all the time. Well, it's probably gonna be Savon because I've known him the longest. Like, okay. I like I'm the one to pick him from the airport and brought him back like to Ogden. Mm-hmm. So I want I'll probably say Savon. He's the guy that you've known the longest. He's a good mm-hmm. time. He's the most fun teammate. So he's the guy you just <laughs> want to be around. Yeah. Awesome. Well. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to just give you an opportunity. Is there anything you want to say to Wildcat fans before we wrap up this interview? Just let them know anything they need to know. Well, I just want to say, like, I want to thank my parents for one for like putting me in situations where I can succeed and like now play D one like Division one football. And also, just wanted to say, like, we were saying we finna turn up this year, so y'all better get ready. Mm-hmm. Man, yes, sir. Let's go. We're waiting. For <laughs> yeah, Frisco. we're waiting for Frisco, dude. We are just waiting. So, no, I'm so excited. <laughs> Well, Jordan, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um, we look forward to hopefully sp- sounds like spring season. Uh, we'll see what shakes out. Um, but we are really looking forward to seeing you in action on the field and making that connection with Randall Johnson and winning a lot of football games at Stewart Stadium. Yeah, it's it's going to be a very fun year next year. So I, I just can't wait. Now we're going to transition to our conversation about the interview that Jay Hill did on 1280 The Zone this last Friday. He was on there with Utah State coach Gary Anderson. And I thought it was really candid because we got to learn a little bit, a lot more, I think, about their days as coaches together at the University of Utah. And I wanted to get the panel's thoughts on how that interview went and a couple of things that Coach Hill talked about. So first question to the panel is, 
just in general, overall thoughts on the interview and the concept of having Coach Hill on 1280 each Friday this season. Thought we'd start with you, Dustin Chapman. Well, I'm I'm really happy that this is happening. Um, Jay Hill and Weber State have earned it. They, they, they've won games. They're getting more media coverage. They're getting more requests for media, obviously, because that's how this goes. This happens, and I'm, I'm I'm happy that it's there. I'm happy that our coach is out there being interviewed more, and that we're learning and hearing more about the team. I agree. I mean, it's it's the thing that we want, and uh, it's good to see Coach Hill and the Weber State football program, especially, get that kind of get that kind of recognition when we've been so good here in Ogden. Uh, AC, what what are your thoughts on uh, Coach Hill doing these regular interviews? I think it's awesome. I mean, part of the reason we started this podcast in the first place was because we wanted more Weber State content and no one was giving it to us. And so we found a group of guys and we said, you know what, let's create our own content. Right. And so now we got somebody else doing it and it's going to be Jay Hill. He's like the best wildcat to get. And we're going to get him on a weekly basis on the, in probably the biggest radio sports radio station in Utah. I'm all for it. It's great. And he gave some fantastic insight as to how he personally is handling things, how the team is handling things. And so, I mean, every Friday, you can count me and I'm going to be listening. Definitely. And, you know, Jay Hill is hopefully an interview that will land on this show in the future, but getting his thoughts on a weekly basis, never a bad thing, right? Love to hear what Coach Hill has to say. John King, what are your thoughts on interviews with Coach Hill weekly on 1280, even though there's no football going on? Well, I think it's I, I think it's going to be great publicity for the university. I mean, you know, like everybody's kind of said so far, Weber State really hasn't gotten a ton of, you know, statewide coverage over the last couple of years, um, despite, you know, all the winning that's been going on and getting, you know, your head football coach on the radio in a designated time slot like each week. That's a great way to promote the university. Um, it's also going to be great, you know. If this continues down the line, like through, you know, throughout football season in the spring, um, it's going to be really great because then he can go sell to the public like, hey, you know, it's going to be worth it for you to take the drive. You know, if you're in Salt Lake City, 35 minutes north of Ogden, we got a great game in town this weekend. Bring your family, bring the kids, you know, come take in a, you know, come take in a good game. And that's all things, you know. That, you know, people probably don't think as their first choice for sports entertainment in Utah, you know, Weber State football. But I think having Jay Hill in that position each, you know, each Friday is going to lead to more and more people, be, people to think, hey, you know, this is something that's an option. This is something that, you know, we should go and support. Yeah, I think the more ears that you can get in on a regular basis, I mean, marketing is all about touches, right? And so... The more, the more times you can get Coach Hill out there talking about what a great football program we have. And once the season finally does start, getting folks to come up to Stewart Stadium and see the product that we're putting out there on the field, uh, definitely never a minus, right? I wanted to... Well, I, I'll jump in here and say, you know, I like it, to, to build off what John was saying, I like it because there's a lot of Weber State graduates that aren't at Stewart Stadium, <laughs> but That's that right. are that are loyal season ticket holders at other Utah schools or don't miss games from other Utah teams, but they're, they're not at Weber state. And um, I think a winning, winning football team helps that giving them a reason to be there helps that uh, having coach Hill out there helps that too. It, it all, it all results in more people um, having good experiences with the university and with athletics and, and recognizing that, uh, that that's where they went to school. <laughs> I mean, for me, that's, for all of us, that's what it was. I mean, it's it's where you graduated from. It's, it's where my wife graduated from. You, regardless of, of what other team you root for, you, you should root for the team, for the school you went to first. 
definitely. That's what I always tell people. I was Colby Peterson was a wildcat first. So I wanted to dig into, uh, you know, there was a there was a lot talked about in the interview, especially about what's been going on and what does the future hold. And there was one part in particular that I wanted to talk to the panel about and get and get your thoughts here. So there was a part in the conversation, and, and it happens toward the end, where they're talking about what what's going to happen with scholarships in terms of seniors and incoming freshmen, because they talked about recruiting high schools right now and kind of how what the what that looks like in Utah high schools, especially. And they mentioned there's kind of this uncertainty because they don't know what to do with potentially new freshmen coming in and what that means on senior day, four years in the future. And there was also this talk about potentially reevaluating scholarships for juniors and seniors. And so I don't know, panel, like what, what do you, what do you think about that? This is such a conundrum, you know, potentially having, maybe too many scholarships. You can only recruit so much. And what's going to happen with seniors in football? I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'm glad I'm not the head football coach because I think that's a heck of a situation to be in. So Jay Hill, he's on this program with the head coach of Utah State, Gary Anderson. I think that the number that Gary threw out there was he said next year he's going to have 46 freshmen. If it's not 46, it's right in the ballpark. That's a lot of freshmen. Yeah. And honestly, I just, I have no clue. I've been thinking about that since I listened on Friday and I'm just like, so, I mean, something's going to have to change, whether the NCAA grants some type of waiver or changes the amount of scholarships you can have, or I don't know, but something has got to change because that just creates a huge problem in this system that's built for players to be leaving every three to four years. And now everybody's getting an extra year or something like it's, it's just crazy. And I'm glad it's not my problem to deal with. Yeah, it did seem like they were waiting for some sort of guidance from the NCAA on that. And like, what 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 can we do and what does it look like? And so they were just telling the high schools and the kids that they wanted to recruit, especially out of Utah high schools. I mean, we want to recruit, but we need to settle some things first. I don't know. Uh, other thoughts? What do you all think? Well, I, I see two things here that, that, are, that are interesting. One is, you know, let's say that they do have, you know, they're going to have an extra year who pays for that. We've talked about that a little bit on the show, but it's true. there's an extra year of scholarships. Who, what, who's paying for the, for, for an extra class of kids to, to stay in school. And you want them to do that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's what you want, but somebody's got to pay for that. <laughs> Weaver state. That's somebody, you know, there's not unlimited funds. Somebody has to answer that question. Um, and then maybe even to further compound that there's a trickle down effect that could happen here. Okay, Utah State and Weber State are both dealing with this issue. So is everybody else. So is and everybody else. I think that you're going to end up seeing, if they do cut players at bigger programs, you're going to see a filter down effect where they're going to start transferring to FCS schools. And then guys at FCS schools might be transferring somewhere else. I don't know how that's going to happen, but uh, I see potentially a filter down effect there if this goes the way that they were describing it. Yeah, there's definitely this domino effect happening. Like, well, if this happens this year, what happens in the future? And, you know, Coach Anderson talked about how if if the class that, like AC said, you know, we got like some 43 incoming freshmen for a class. He's like, we're going to have to start senior day half an hour early so we can have game time on time because there will be so many people. And uh, I mean, I. And also, like you said, Chappie, what does that mean for the filter down potentially of FBS players coming down to the FCS level who are eligible to play immediately? 
what impact does that have on recruiting for the lower ranks of college football? So I think this this is pretty much the most interesting conundrum that's going to be facing college football over the next couple of years, whether that's at the FCS or at the FBS level. Now, when it comes to FCS, FCS football, we know that there are 65 scholarships on uh, that. There are 65 scholarships on the roster. Now, the NCAA has already come out and said that while they're granting um, the extra year for these student athletes who are already enrolled in universities their financial aid is going to be exempt from counter and uh equivalency um uh uh totals for the next year so you will essentially be able to go over your 65 allotted scholarship amount provided that you have the budget you know to the budget to do so now the question is is like what is the budget you know to do so. I mean, you know, we're going through a global pandemic. I mean, you know, you've seen teams all across, uh, sorry, seen universities all across the country cutting sports. Um, you know, obviously Weber State hasn't cut sports yet, but, you know, can they afford, you know, can we afford to add 25 new people to scholarship and have 90 uh, kids essentially on scholarship next season? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. I think that you're going to see a lot of teams, you know, unless you're in Ohio State or unless you're a, um, uh, uh, in Alabama or one of these major, major athletic departments, you're going to see where they say, okay, you know, we have 65 scholarships or we have 85 scholarships. We're going to, ex- we can accept 10 of them. So we can go up to 75 or we can go up to, uh, uh, or we can go up to 85. Um, so I think that you're really going to see, for people who get that extra year eligibility, you're going to see a like it's going to be particular on who actually gets scholarship for that extra year. Now, the other interesting piece about this is that we're going through a recruiting cycle where no one is allowed to take uh, visits to uh, to universities, no official visits, no unofficial visits, no nothing right now because it's a dead period. And the NCAA keeps extending that dead period um, pretty much every month. So I think you're really going to see the tr- the biggest part of this trickle down effect not this year but the uh, after ne- after next season because what you're going to see is you're going to have a bunch of kids who you know committed to schools who never got to visit them who go there don't like that school and then are immediately in the transfer portal and that's going to create I feel really bad for high school prospects right now because it's going to be a very very competitive market to get a scholarship because you're going to have a lot of kids who are going to be in the transfer portal you're going to have coaches recruiting the transfer portal you're going to have coaches recruiting um, high school kids uh, high school kids as well you know a lot of coaches are going to lean towards you know kids who are in the transfer portal versus kids who are in high school so you know I feel those kids I think are going to be in a really really bad spot and it's going to be a really I think it's going to be much harder to get like a division one scholarship coming out of high school, especially over the next two seasons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and they also mentioned some of those guys that um, are walk-ons who normally are working toward a scholarship. You're going to see the offers to those fellows go down as well. Uh, I wanted to wrap this up by there's an intriguing thing that happened at the end of this conversation where they threw out this idea that uh, maybe Weber state, and uh, Utah State should get the pads on and have a maybe a practice. Maybe it happens up in Logan. Maybe it happens in Ogden. But let's get our two teams together and just uh, have a little a little practice together. What do you guys think? Think it'll happen? Give me your takes. Fox Elder High School is a happy medium. Let's meet there and go to Maddox after for dinner together. <laughs> let's get those good rolls, man. <laughs> 
Oh, what do you guys Peach think? Peach shakes on Chappie. <laughs> yeah, Peach shakes on Chappie. Hey, man, it's Box Elder County, right? Hey, I say let's do it. The more football, the better for everybody. And, I mean, they're probably going to close the doors of the public. I'm going to find a way to watch. I'm telling you. I'm going to climb a tree. I'm going to get some binoculars. I don't care. I'm going to find a way to watch because I, I got to get some football, man. If, if they're at Stewart Stadium, I'm going to be that guy that's creeping on the east side. I'm that guy. For sure. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the Metallica concert guy. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, let's go. Uh-huh. Especially let's like, go. If it's like say if it's like AC saying it, it's like, listen, man, like it it's closed to the public. Sorry, like, oh, it ain't closed up here, man. I got binoculars. I'm watching this game. I gotta see. Chappie, you know you're coming too. Come on. I don't know. John, oh, I'll, I'll find I'll find a, find a way to volunteer. Somebody's hey. there's gotta be usher something, some way to get in there. That's the way, right? John, what do you think? You've got probably the most experience with the NCAA here and kind of what they do. Uh is could it happen could there be a practice between utah state and weaver state sometime this fall i think it's going to depend a lot on what situation uh you know we're in when that time comes around you know as far as covid testing like is there a vaccine available because i think you know if if we're still in the same situation i'm praying to god every day that it's not the the case but if we're in the same situation six months from now i think you're going to see a very very limited uh uh you know contact for you know these student athletes here at weaver state you know other than on game day going to be trying to keep that you know keep that bubble of people that they're seeing um to as small of a number as, uh, as possible just like you're seeing around the rest of the country i mean it's pretty much been you know very very limited practice sessions and then you know showing up on game days and that's pretty much your outside interaction um you know for for the week so um it's all going to depend on what happens you know what's going on at the world when uh, that time comes mm. Well, appreciate you guys having this discussion, and I look, we'll look forward to more of those conversations on 1280 The Zone uh, with Coach Hill. Uh, but now I want to transition to our game. We're calling this game Tip Top. I want to get your takes on what you think the top three Big Sky football road trips would be. And they can be either places you have been or haven't been, but I want you all to think about not just the facility that you're going to, but also the other things in the area that make that draw you to that place. You know, uh, you know, Sean Lewis, a contributor, came up with this idea and said, you know, if you're going to NAU, maybe the Grand Canyon is a draw for you. Or if you're going up to Montana, maybe Glacier National Park is a draw for you. So if you're going to pick a place, you know, maybe tell us why more than just going to see the game. Uh, who wants to go first? I got you. OK. All right. So top three. top three, you got it. top three coming hot. So number three, I'm going to say Missoula, Montana, <laughs> okay. Missoula, Montana. Yep. We're coming in hot and spicy okay. tonight. Okay. So Missoula, because I mean, I haven't been there. I have been in the Tetons. I have been to Montana. I haven't been to Missoula, but Montana is just, it's a beautiful state yeah. and Missoula, the, the shots that you see from, uh, from the stadium, from the university, they they look incredible. I mean, you got the mountains, you got the river, uh, you got the football, obviously. And so, it's just it's such a picturesque spot that it draws me to it. Like I I want to go. I can't help it. I mean, I don't like Montana University of Montana, but hey, Missoula looks all right. So that's number three. Number two, I got Portland State. Oh, okay, interesting. Portland, 
Oregon is a it's a fantastic state. Lots of good stuff to do. Portland's kind of that funky city, right? They got lots of unique, fun little spots. Voodoo Donuts. Haven't tried Voodoo Donuts, but I love donuts. So I got to go to Portland State. I think that that would be a lot of fun. So I got to tell you, my sister-in-law got got married at Voodoo Donuts. So, uh, oh, my gosh, that's a that's a thing. Yes. Yeah, you're a smart person. I got to try that. <laughs> also, you got you got Nike right there, and I I love Nike. I'll I'll do respect to Adidas, but uh, I I do love Nike. So I think that Portland State would be a lot of fun. And my number one road trip. We were talking a little bit about this as a group, and nobody said this one. Sacramento State, mm. and here's why: we're road tripping. You go through Tahoe. Mm-hmm. That drive from Reno to Sacramento is one of the best drives I've seen in the country. I love it. You got beautiful mountains. Lake yeah, Tahoe's up there, pristine. That's when it picks Sacramento up. Sacramento right? State's number one. You paid your dues driving all the way on eighty across Nevada. You get to Reno. You start to go to the Sierra Nevadas, and then it starts paying off, right? And then you get to Tahoe. Yeah, <laughs> you suffer. Yeah. You suffer big time, but hey, it pays off. All right, not a bad list. Not a bad list at all. Who wants to go next? Top three. I'll, I'll take it. So um, uh, my number three and, you know, growing up on the East Coast and really not knowing much about the big sky until I, uh, you know, moved across the country to Utah. Um, one school kind of always stood out to me, you know, just from the big sky, just because I felt like they were always on TV. And it was a very distinct setting that they play in. And that would be Eastern Washington to go see the red turf. I mean, just, you know, I think. If you were to ask most sports fans around the country, like, you know, what would be the most striking feature of the Big Sky Conference? I think that you would say the uh, I think that you would say the red turf at Eastern Washington. Chappie's um, shaking his head down there. I see him. Look, it's not striking in a pleasant way. <laughs> look, look, it's ugly. I'm not saying it's not ugly, but <laughs> all right. But I do think, you know, it'd be a, you know, a cool site to take in. Um, number, uh, my number two seed, uh, every, every um, buddy that I've ever talked to who's made the trip to St. Louis Obispo says mm-hmm. that Caltech is a great place to go visit. And it's in a beautiful area of the country. And I've never heard anybody who's made that trip to that game to watch the stupid triple option. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. N- not anymore. But <laughs> yeah. you um, has, has just raved about that area. And so, you know, that would definitely be, um, that would definitely be on my list of places that I would like to road trip to. And now my number one's going to surprise a lot of people, but I'm going to give a reason why. When I was a kid, my favorite video game series was the college football NCAA football video game series, um, uh, by EA sports. Um, I love those games. And I would always create my own team. And there was a school that's now in the big sky that my home stadium was always the stadium. And that was the Kibbe Dome at at Idaho. And so it would be a throwback to my childhood. And it was for every creative team I ever made in any college football game. I would like to go see the Kibbe Dome just to say that I had been there and can, you know, kind of close that loop in my life. Well, the, tubs the University of Idaho and nostalgia. That's kind of a weird connection there. <laughs> I, I, but I, I, there was just something about it, the way that it looked like in the game. I just, I loved it. Like, and I, you know, it was just so weird because like it's a dome, but there's nothing behind the, there's nothing behind the uprights. Like, it's just, I don't know. I was always drawn to it, but yeah, that would be my, that would be, that'd be my weird number one seed. 
Oh, that is weird. So, John, my 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 sister-in-law graduated from law school in Idaho, and we went up there to see her graduation. And let me tell you, it's it's a cool area, but it's strange because you have these two sister cities right on the right on the border of Idaho and Washington, and Pullman and Moscow, and they have these major universities, and they're in the middle of nothing. You drive for hours, <clears throat> and there's nothing there, and all of a sudden there's two universities, major universities. And there is, there is a Walmart that is right on the border <laughs> between the two cities. And that's basically what separates the towns. And it's, it's really cool. Like it's, it's the very definition of college town. There's two of them, but it's, it's kind of eerie. Cause you just, in our case, we drove south, drove to Coeur d'Alene and headed south. And it was like, wow, there's, we're in the middle of nothing. And all of a sudden there's <laughs> schools, there's universities and people. Yeah, uh, I will say that uh, Chris Hammond thought that Chappie's take of it being a two towns separated by a Walmart is uh, very fitting. So Tubbs at the club approves. All right. Well, let me uh, let me tell you my three. So um, number three on my list is is same as AC's one of AC's, and that is Portland State. Um, but not for the reason I don't really. Portland's a pretty town. Uh, I spent some time on the Oregon coast this year and drove through Portland. That would be more what I would do is go, <laughs> go to, uh, go to Portland and then spend the rest of the weekend on the coast. Uh, the Oregon coast is absolutely positively beautiful in every way, shape and form. And, uh, I, I really want to go back there. So, uh, I would go to Portland state to see that, uh, number two, AC Missoula is a beautiful town, but if you're looking for a more beautiful town, it's, it's uh, down the road in Bozeman. Um, Thank you. And that Thank is you. <laughs> Bozeman. So wife and I, that same trip that we went to Moscow to see my, my sister-in-law graduate from, from Moscow, I took my wife to Yellowstone and then we drove the long way around <laughs> to go to, to go to through Coeur d'Alene and to Moscow. And um, I remember the day we drove through, left Yellowstone, went up to Bozeman and, and went through Gallatin Pass, Gallatin Canyon, uh, which is where Big Sky Resort is most beautiful drive I've ever seen in my entire life and probably will ever see. Uh, the river, the mountain, the ski resort is phenomenal. And Bozeman is a town is a very beautiful place. So take me uh, fishing so that, up there, man. That's a place. Yeah, exactly right. It is. And the beautiful thing about it, you go by Quake Lake and Hebgen Lake and you go all by all these places. There's nobody there. There's, there's lakes and fish and rivers galore and there's, there's nobody on them. So they're just waiting for you. Oh, so yeah. Bozeman is number two, number one, and I, I caught some flack for this, but I'm going to stick with it. Uh, the number one road trip in the big sky is Frisco, Texas. Now, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> I understand that that is not a big sky market, but I don't care because if you win all your games, you go to Frisco. That's, that's how this works. <laughs> and uh, I used to go to the Metroplex, Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, all the time for work. Dallas is my absolute favorite place to go. Uh, in a work setting, not, maybe not necessarily a vacation type setting, but to go there for work and to go there for a few days and do things, it is, there is nothing like Dallas, Fort Worth and, and uh, Frisco and Plano, Coppell, the areas up North are awesome. Uh, but you go to Dallas for the barbecue and the barbecue does not disappoint. Uh, places like the Con Lodge, Cadillac Ranch, Heart Eight Barbecue, they are all absolutely phenomenal places and worth the trip by themselves. But beyond that, um, Dallas is an easy flight from Salt Lake, or at least was pre-pandemic. Uh, American Airlines and Delta both had very frequent flights there, easy to catch, cheap flights. Um, 
I really hope that Weber State that we get to do that one day because we'll all go together and have a blast. I agree. And as as you all know, if you follow Chappie on Twitter, he is an avid smoker of meats, so it makes sense that he would enjoy the barbecue scene down there. Well, I appreciate you Yo, guys. Quick for- shout out. I got to give a quick shout out. Big Sky Conference. We're in a beautiful section of the country. Like, That's true. None of us listed Flagstaff, Arizona with the Grand Canyon. That was on That's mine. how that awesome. Was on mine. That was on All mine. Right. That, that's fair. But I mean, we're just in an awesome, amazing part of the country. Shout out to the big sky. Yeah. My list was Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, Flagstaff, then Bozeman. Or maybe Moscow. I don't know. I want to go fishing. So uh, upcoming events this week, obviously there are still none, but we're still going to bring, keep bringing it up every week. And if something changes, you'll be the first to know. Uh, if you have any questions or have ideas for a segment, any feedback you'd like to give us, please feel free to email us at WeberStateWeekly at gmail.com. That's the best place to talk to us, share your thoughts, and um, who knows, maybe some of it might appear on the show. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can follow us on social media. We have, we're have we on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to look us up, Weber State Weekly. And we also have a blog. Uh, go find our blog at WeberStateWeekly.com. You can learn more about the show. You can find the latest episode there if you're not a person who uses a podcast app on your phone. They're all embedded on our website. And also, we've got some blog posts there. Uh, we've gotten a little bit of traffic on our Meet the Team series that we did there. And uh, there may be some content coming up for that soon. So appreciate everybody for spending the time listening to Weber State Weekly this week. And until next week, Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 Oh!